really have a text. I do, but I don't. And I, I say that a lot, but but it's not really something I want to read and then go back through. I want to I want to kind of go through it uh, as we. Uh, I t- I tell you what, I'll just go ahead and read it. I've changed my mind. Right there, I just changed my mind. We'll go ahead and read it, and then I'll touch back on it just a little bit, and uh, we'll allow the Lord. Let's let's go ahead and stand, and we'll read this. We'll pray over it. I felt directed otherwise. I had planned all along not to do it, but. Directed otherwise. I want to go to Luke 15. Luke 15, very popular, very popular Christian text. I've preached it probably 10 times, 12 times, 15 times. I don't know. I'm sure all these ministers in here, they've preached it numerous times. Probably probably if you've been to church once, you heard it. <laughs> but, but out of the Wednesday nights that I've been studying in the book of Galatians, I kind of got this fresh revelation on grace. I really have. I've just got a fresh, actually a, a, a really refreshing revelation on grace. And I've been looking at even old stories, and, and God directed me to this old story we're going to read this morning with, with a fresh look, with a fresh look. And what I've been doing is I've been, I've been rereading lots of the New Testament and lots of the stories and the teachings of Christ, uh, looking for what the Lord put on my heart, looking for grace. Looking for it, actually looking for it, because that's how he wrote it. He wrote this book in grace. When he, he wrote it, he intended for man to have access to grace. That was on his mind. He wanted man to be able to, to reach and get a hold to grace. Else he wouldn't have come. That's why Christ came. Christ come to show us the better picture of grace. Man already had a messed up view of law. So Christ came. So I want to share this, and I want you to kind of look at it with me. I'm going to put these first two or three verses in here just to give you context because this is kind of how this, this is how this, these two or three little stories set up. The Bible says that then drew near unto him, talking about Jesus, these publicans and sinners, you know, they drew near to hear Jesus. Oh, they wanted to hear him. Verse 2, I mean, the Pharisees and the scribes, they were there. They murmured. Already we got this picture of grace and law. Right off the bat, we got this this contrast. We got this conflict. And it's always that way, ain't it? Always. But but the Pharisees describe they were saying, This man receive a sinner. Somebody thank God. This man receives sinners. Somebody ordered this right. I mean, you ordered this back. Go crazy right there. This man. Amen. Moses might not have, Jeremiah might not have, Elijah might not have, but this man, he received sinners. And not only that, he eat with them. He didn't mind going to Burger King with them. I'm just going to tell you. And he didn't mind who seen him. Verse 3, and he's, so, so there's this murmuring, let me say it, there's this murmuring, there's these hungry, these hungry people that wants the word, wants the grace he's offering, there's this murmuring. How many know that that creates that just creates a, a mix that's uh, very very un, untasty. So he comes up with these three little stories. He begins to tell these parables unto them, and and we're not going to read them all three. The first one, you know the story where he, the, the 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 lost sheep among ninety nine. There was this one lost sheep. He had ninety nine, but there was this one. And he, he's, he's teaching the Pharisees, but he's also displaying what God's grace is. And, and he said, what man have you not having 
these hundred sheep, that if one is gone, he'll leave the 99 and go after it. It's a good teaching point for the Pharisees. That's, that's God's grace. Even if there's one. Even, even if there's just one. So if you're here this morning and you think you're the only one. You think you're the only one. Well, I'm going to tell you what. He would leave the rest of us and come for you. If he's the only one. The only one. The only one. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and of course, he says there's this great joy. He comes back carrying it on his shoulders. There's this great joy amongst people about it because he's found the one. And then, and then the little lady, remember, that has these ten pieces of silver. That's the next story. Ten pieces of silver. She loses one. And, and, and in that, she, don't, she, don't, she diligently, she lights a candle, she lights a light, she sweeps, she looks, till she finds that tenth piece of silver. Once again, just so important, so important, which takes us to, and of course, and it, it winds up the same way. It says, rejoice with me, I have found the piece that was lost. And it leads us into the, the story that I really want to speak to you about. And I'm not going to speak on all of it. I'm not even going to get into the elder brother. There's a lot there, but we're going to stop way short of that. And, but it leads us into verse 10. And this is kind of the, the, the wrap-up. This is the wrap-up. He says, likewise, he's, he's bringing these two stories under, under this thought. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over just one. One sinner, one sinner that repents. And I want you to think about this. There's always joy in heaven. You realize that? This is, this, is not, this is not just a news flash that all of a sudden there's joy. No, no. There's always joy in heaven. There's no tears. There's no sorrow. There's always joy there. But what he's trying to bring out, that this, this rises up out of that joy into a greater joy. There is a noticeable difference in heaven over just one. Heaven, heaven goes crazy. God, God is emotionally touched. God is. It's because it's joy in the presence of the angels. His presence all of a sudden permeates joy amongst the whole kingdom over one. Amen. So then he lights into this next story. And we're going to read through this. And then we'll go back and touch it. And he said a certain man had two sons. The prodigal son story. You know this story. Verse 12. The younger of them said to his father... Father, give me the portion of goods that falls unto me. I'll divide and divide it unto them and his and unto them his living. He divided to them his living. And not many days after that, the younger son gathered all together, took his journey to a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous or ungodly living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he, he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to, to citizens of that country. And, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. I mean, most of the time that's the way this goes. It just devolves and devolves and devolves. You make one bad choice. I always have said that. The most important choice you can make is the choice right after the, the bad choice. Right after you've made a bad choice, the next, the most important choice is the very next choice. And you can see he kept making bad choices. He'd made a bad choice. Well, then his next choice was even worse. And his next choice was even worse. Amen. So he goes in, he sits him into the, the fields to feed the swine, verse 16. 
and he would faint. He, he was about to die for, for a husk. He was just for a corn husk that the swine did eat. I'm dying. There's a lot of times I'm saying I'm dying for a pizza. I can't never imagine me saying I'm dying for some corn husk. I don't know. I'm dying for pecan pie. I'm dying for caramel M&M's. I was last night. That's why that's on my mind. My wife gave my caramel M&M's to Bug. I come in. Come in yesterday evening looking for my caramel M&M's. I said, where is my They're always on that. Where is my? I give them to Bug. I pouted. I did. Before I could get my pastor face back on, I pouted. She had to get up and dig in the cabinet and found me an almond joy. Because I was pouting. Pastors can pout. <laughs> you think I got it all together. Well, you just take my M&Ms and watch me freak out. It's over. It's over. And no man gave on him to eat. No man. No man. Verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's house had bread enough to spare? I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned. He, he, he's planning his prayer. He's, he's writing out his prayer in his mind. And he said, I've sinned against thee in heaven and before thee. I am no more worthy. He's still planning this prayer. He's really planning his comeback. He's, he's, he's writing his comeback prayer. Y'all ever, ever have a comeback prayer? You, you, you fail and you fail hard, but in your mind, you're, you're preparing this comeback prayer. Maybe it's just me. I had one last night. I said, I won't act like that on M&M's no more. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me. I just, just let me be a servant. That's all. I just want to be a servant. Verse 20. He arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, ran, ran and fell on his neck. And ki I love this. And kissed him. I love that. Hang on to that. He kissed him. And the son, and that's multiple, you know, kiss, 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 like, like I do bug and gray bear, kiss, 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 kiss. And, and they, they do that. And the son said unto him, Father, remember the, plan, the prayer that he had wrote out? Father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf. Kill it, the one we fed. Kill it. Let it be eat. And let's be merry. Let's be happy. For this is my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost. And all the parents is getting happy right here. He was lost. And all the parents is relating right here. He was lost. He was dead. He's alive again, and now he's found, and everybody. Come on, somebody. Hey, come on. Let's thank the Lord. Hey. Thank the Lord. Everybody was merry. Everybody was merry. Everybody was happy. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless us with grace, brother, if you would. Bless us with grace. And a prayer of grace this morning. God Almighty, receive our thanks. As you touch, Pastor, to expound on your infallible word that's forever settled in heaven, 
In Jesus' name we pray, and by the faith of God, we simply call it done. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Angle. Come on. Give him glory one more time before you sit down. Lift him up. Lift him up. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Kayla, you can go back to verse 11 if you don't mind. But I want to give you this thought this morning. I want to give you this thought. Some of you may have seen it. But I just want to give you this title because this is what comes in my mind when I read this story and this fresh revelation, if you will, of grace that I've been under and searching. I want to preach to you some more about crazy grace. Crazy grace. And I'm, I'm going to qualify all that, but this crazy grace. That's what it feels like. That's what I read this story. That's what I see. Now, I want to go back to verse 11. I want to look at the, these two verses. Yeah, this, this, this story starts out. He had two sons, verse 12 and 13, real quickly, verse 12 and 13. The younger of them said, Father, uh, you know, give me what's coming to me. Give me my inheritance now. I'm going to turn that into a, a liquid you know, assets. I'm going to make money out of this, and then I'm going to go into my life. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I, I'm going to do it. And his father, I mean, his father did it. His father did it. In, in verse 13, Verse 3, and not many days after, the younger son gathered together all that he, he, all that he had liquidated, everything that he had. He pulled it together, went into a far country. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Went into a far country. Here's what I want to tell you. I want, I want you to get this. this. This message is all about grace, about crazy grace. I want you to see, I want you to see this, first, this first little stop right here. Grace will let you go. I want you to see that. Grace will let you go. It really will. It will let you go. Grace will give you your freedom. You're sitting here this morning, you know what? If you want it, you want to go out there or whatever, grace will let grace will, will send you on the way. It'll, it'll allow you to go. Amen. Grace, grace will not keep you by restraint. That's the law. Grace don't even want to keep you by strength, restraint. Grace, grace is not trying to bind you and tether you that you have to. Because you know what? That's where there's failure. The Bible tells and cur the curse. Because the law failed. The law failed. So grace, if you want to go, now grace don't want you to. Grace would rather you stay. That you'd still be a part. But grace, if you want if you want some of you young folks this morning, I know when you get 18, I'm gonna do this. When I get 18, I'm gonna when I'm 21, I'm gonna do this. When I, I'm gonna do all that, I'm gonna say that. Grace will let you do that. Grace will. Grace don't want you to. It's not your best interest. But you'll have, you can have your liberty. It'll allow you to do that. It won't restrain you. Amen. Grace, grace, grace will not keep you there. Grace wants you to stay. Grace would love for you to stay. But here, here's, here's kind of the warning. You know, it's kind of the warning if you're now. If you, if you want out from under grace, you can walk away. You can gather up all that God's done for you throughout your entire life. All that the Father's done for you, you can gather all that up, and you can you can go wherever you like, whatever you want to do. If a certain day, I always said this about this. I, I don't know what spurred this prodigal son on. I don't know what caught his eye. Evidently, something in the world had caught his eye, and he desired. You know, he just said, "You know what? I'm going to do this." You know how we are when we're young. I'm going to do this. So so he went out, and, and, and he done his thing. Amen. Amen. Now I just want to tell you something before you go. Before you, before you go and that uh, and where grace lets you go, I want you, you you might get what you want wherever you go, but you might not want what you get. Come on, somebody. I, I can say amen. I, I got a lot of the things that I set out after when I walked away. 
But I learned real quick it wasn't all what I wanted. Amen. Amen. And there's this danger. And we're going to go to the bottom of verse 13. There's this danger in walking away. And there, here it is. There he, he wasted his substance with riotous living. Verse 14. Verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And then verse 15, and we'll stop there. And when he had joined himself to the citizens of the country, and he, they sent him into the fields uh, to feed the swine. Give me one more verse. Verse 16. Verse 16, and he would feign, he would die to fill his belly with husk that the swines did eat, but no man would give unto him. Now, here's where I want to bring this in. There's, there's this danger. Grace will let you walk away, but there's this danger in walking away. When you walk away from grace, you know, it, it's, it's not long. I want you to hear this. When you walk away from grace, even in this story, even in my own life, your life, some of y'all going to be, some of you just gray-haired like me, you can testify right here. You can, you can give me a testimony that, that it's not long with you walk away from the grace and you get away that you spend all. Here's what I want you to know about that. It's grace. While you was even there, that brings the limitless supply of life. It really is. That's what brings life. It's great. And when you walk away, you think you got plenty because you're still under grace. But the moment you walk away from grace, I want to tell you something. It ain't long and you start spending that. You ever notice how sometimes you can do real good? You can start drifting away from God and you can do real good. You can coast a while. You can, you can coast, you, you kind of like a glider. God's got you way up there, and you can coast for a while. But there comes a place that where finally you've used it all up. Has I got anybody in here who ever been down this road that they used it up? They got where this prodigal son was. He walked away from grace. He, he, he's, he's using it up. He, 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 and, and without grace, life has limits. There's limits on life. There's not but so much. You know, this ties into even that scripture where it says there's, there's, there's pleasure even in the sea, one season of sin. But when you use that up, that's why sin sometimes is fun. Or those, those seasons that out of God's will, we think we're like the prodigal. We are. We're like, whoo, this is fun. Whoo. But you use it up. And I'm going to tell you what. There's no endless supply in that life. You use it up. And you're just like this man right here. You end up in want. You end up in lack. You end up in need. It's run out. Everything's coming to an end now. You've eaten all the meat down to the bone. That's country for you. Does that help you? It was a big hunk of meat, but you've done eat it down to the bone now when you're away from grace. And all you're left with is a bone. There's no endless supply. It's only in grace. I want you to hear that. If you don't hear nothing else, hear that. It's only in grace that there's an endless supply. The abundance, overwhelming, exceedingly, far and above, more. So you might think it's born sometimes, but I'm going to tell you what. It's better than won't. And you just misunderstand it because it's never 
born. It's life. It's life. It's life. I believe that. And, and this, this, this young guy, he had begun to use it kind of like we do. He, all of a sudden, there was no satisfaction. What used to satisfy? I wish I had some real Y'all act like y'all act like that you growed up on King James and ain't never went nowhere else. I remember a time when I, I thought all these other things, they satisfy me for a season. But then when that ran out, I had to go a little deeper. I just like that young man. I had to go deeper and deeper and deeper. But it would always run out. Joy would run out. Peace would run out. Fulfillment would run out. Fun, fun. All those things that used to be fun, that run out. It started dying off every time, every trip. It'd die off. It'd be a little less fun. A little less fun. A little less. Amen. 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 He'd spin on. And all, you know what was all that was left? I want you to hear this. See this. See it in the story. All that was left was despair. It's all that was left. He's done spent all of his money. Every bit of it. He's he spent all, the Bible says. He's probably spent a lot of his health, just like we do. I see a lot of people. They they go this route, they spend their health. They, they, he spent, 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 spent a lot of relationships. A lot of relationships spent. Marriages, friendships, kinsmen's. What happens? You can't go down, you can't go graceless through life and not spend it all. People that are graceless usually don't keep friends, the same friends, very long. Because they're graceless. If you go keep friends in this world very long, you got to have grace. They have to have grace to be my friend very long because they got to put up with a lot of junk. Back there, sitting on that pew back there with the green shirt on, smiling at me, looking so pretty this morning. That woman is, she has got dump truck loads of grace. For 35 now, actually in our dating years, 38 years, that woman has, that woman has put up. She had to have grace because I would have used, if she didn't have grace, I'd have used her up in about six weeks. That woman would wait on, when we was dating, she'd wait on me for months. I'd tell her things like this, I got to have my space. <laughs> oh, mercy. I hope you didn't tell nobody that this week. If I did, if you did, I'm just going to get all over you. I got to have my space. And for months she would she had grace. But I will say this, when I'd see her getting away, I'd go call her. I say, hang in now, hang in now. I'm a coming. I'm a coming. And I did. <laughs> Amen. Then she needed more grace because we got married. And now she's living with the fool. She lived with a fool for seven years. A selfish, 
egomaniac fool. Woman had grace. Woman had grace. Guy at that wedding yesterday, how long? He said, how long have you been married? I said, well, if she's still back there, 35 years. And I said, yep, she's back there. Grace. She hadn't had it. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. We've spent some relationships because there was no grace. Amen. Maybe on both parts, but still, no grace. Verse 17, 18, 19, we got to get to it. I got to finish this up. Verse 20. It says, and when he came to himself, this is, this is where it all gets better. He came to himself. He said, how many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough to spare? I perish with hunger. Verse 18. I will rise and go to my father's house. I will say unto him, here it is, Father, I have I've sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the hired servants. And in the first part of verse 20, and he arose. Now, what I want to say about this is this is really where grace really kicked in. Here was a man that war he was at. His hunger, spent all. I'm sure his other friends, I know part of his family would just soon leave him there. Don't want to see him. Wrote him off. Y'all ever write anybody off? Be careful. Got this little room in your heart. It's called the I'm done with you room. Some of y'all need to unlock that door today. All right. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, this is where it's amazing. This is the one that starts the crazy thing of grace. Because grace, grace is at work. Grace let him go. It did. Grace let him go. Grace let him be in want. Grace let him come to misery. Grace let all this transpire. And now, now grace, grace is working. Grace is stirring. Ain't that the awesome? You I'm no wonder they sang that song and it's become a church legend. Amazing grace, because how amazing is it? So far away from God, but yet grace is stirring. I just believe this morning, up in this house, grace is stirring. I do, no matter where you came from. I believe now, I'm just going to tell you, brother, these people that ain't here this morning, that grace is stirring. Grace is stirring now. They might not be here for another week or a month, but my God, grace is stirring. Because that's God. He's the God of grace. He's the God of all grace. That's what his heart is. He's put a lot of investment that people might come unto him. And grace began to stir. And I believe one of the first places he began to stir, according to the way he wrote out his prayer, was memory. Because he began to think back about his father's house. Memory was stirred. Began to think back. My father, they got more than enough bread. How many know that's grace? More than enough. Where he's been in want now, grace, there's much more than enough. More than enough. Memory, memory is stirring. Memory is coming alive. Some of y'all need this morning. Maybe grace this morning is stirring you and, and, and is letting you know that this is not who I am. This is not who I am. This might be where I am. This might be the situation I am. But this is not who I am. I thought, ain't grace good about that? Grace stirs and points us to who we really are. You don't belong here in this pig pen. You don't belong here about to die for some corn husk. 
You don't belong in that. Your father's house is full of bread. Bread enough for everyone. Leftovers, seconds, thirds, fourths. So grace begins to stir in memory. I believe grace was also part of stirring the misery. I do. It was part of it. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to thank God for the grace that he's making some people miserable. I pray that way sometimes. I do. When I've preached to them, I've talked to them, I've counseled with them, I finally say, well, Lord, I pray your grace just make them miserable. Ain't that what we do when we say, don't let them sleep, don't let them get no comfort, don't let them get no peace, don't let them get no rest. Lord, till they come to you. Make them miserable. Y'all don't mind your pastor praying that, he may, that, that if you need it, that I pray that the Lord make you miserable, do you? Well, I'm going to. If you walk away from grace, I'm going to pray, God, God make you so miserable, you can't stand yourself. I'm going to pray, God, make you not even want to look in the mirror at yourself. That's your pastor. That's what he's going to pray. I've prayed it a many a time. A lot of times, it, God's good grace works. It makes them miserable. I've had them come back crying. I can't stand it. <laughs> can't stand it. Amen. Right now, we might need a little grace stir of misery. Come on, smile. Smile. Amen. But it don't stop there. Because in the end, you can see it in this story. Grace stirs hope. Hope begins to... To stir around. Hope begins to move. Begins to, 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 to work. He gets to think of it. There's bread enough. There's hope. I, I ain't looking to go back. I love the attitude. I ain't looking to go back fully vested. I ain't looking to go back in 100%. But if I can just go back and get me a crumb. Like the Syrophoenician woman. You know even the little dogs. They, they get the crumbs from the master's table. If I can just get under your table and get the crumbs, I'll, I'll be good. Better than dying for corn husk. That's all I need, he said. Hope, hope is generated. He said, I believe, I believe I can get the crumbs. A lot of times that's the way we'll come to church, man, if I can just get a crumb this morning. And, and grace is so far beyond, ain't it? You ever come looking for crumbs and get a feast? Huh? Yeah, hey! Hey, some of y'all got in here, you come just looking for a crumb, and man, God, God broke out the buffet. That's what happened to me. I come just looking for a little hope, just a little solace, just a little comfort, just a little help. Miserable. And God opened it up. Grace, grace, but it didn't stop there. Grace, see, this is good. You got to follow this through. Grace stirred a resolution. Grace stirred a resolution. He, he, he said, "I will." This is what I'm going to do. When grace is really at work, people get that resolute, and they get a resolution in their heart. Something stirs. Something's going to change. Something's going to change. I don't know how it's all going to change. I don't know what's going to change. But I'm going to tell you what. I will arise. I will go. 
I'm going to write all this out now. I'm going to prepare this, but I'm going. Grace was stirring a resolution. That's what I told the Lord. He dealt with me for two weeks. I went back to, I'd been to the little church that stirred me up. Grace stirred, stirred on me for two weeks. I went back to that other little church I growed up in. Yeah, I ain't even going to go there. Anyway, 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 that's where that little old lady said she didn't think it was right for somebody. I mean, she didn't say me, but I was the only one in there she could have been talking about. <laughs> didn't think it was right for somebody like me. <laughs> could be in the house of God after she'd served God so long. I'm like, anyway, 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 God stirred me to this point. I made a resolution. I was up under my hot rod. You've heard the story. I was up under my hot one Wednesday night, Tuesday night, I don't remember, it was there early in the week, and I slid out from under that hot rod. And I made a resolution. I said, Lord, if I don't die before Sunday, I'm going back to that little church and give my heart to you. That's what I told him. Resolution. Well, you know what? It had to be just like the prodigal, though. I could have said that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. He could have said it. He could have said it for another week or two. But you know what happened in this? Look here. Grace stirs action. I'm not preaching works. I'm preaching grace. Grace. Grace stirs. He arose. On Sunday morning when it come, I arose. And I've been arising ever since. That's grace. That's grace. Been rising ever since. Every day since. That's what happens. That's what happens. When you truly, when you, when you come to yourself truly, you really are coming to grace. That's what happened to him. He truly come to himself. And what was happening? He was coming to grace. If you really would come to yourself, you can't help but come to grace. If you really get right thinking, if you really get it right in your mind, you must come. But he was stirred. Now, this is where grace really gets crazy. This is my favorite part, and I'm going to close with this. Well, maybe. I am subject to change. I hold those rights. But this is where it gets crazy. Go to verse 20. Let me finish off verse 20. So he rose, and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off catch that I know you know the story his father saw him had compassion and ran are you glad grace runs <laughs> and he fell you glad grace can fall not you fall from grace but grace falls on you and he fell on his neck and he began to kiss him. Verse 21, 22. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned. Here's his prayer he wrote out. I sinned against thee, heaven, and in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Verse 22. But his father said, he just stops him, man. He just stops him. The father said, said unto his servant, bring forth the best. You, you, you ain't even going to finish this. Bring forth your best robe and, and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Put shoes on his feet. Bring all of those things and, and put it there. Verse 23, one more. And bring hither the fatted calf, kill it, let us eat, and let us be merry. Now this is, to me, this is where crazy, 
grace gets crazy. And the reason I say that is to me, in, in, in studying and scriptures and, and my teaching, and this is where it gets crazy for me. It's because of this reason here. Grace just gets it all out of order. Grace, grace just works out of order. It does. Grace just seems to be out of order. Grace fell on him. Get it? Now, here it is. Grace fell on him. Grace begins to kiss him over and over and over before he ever gets cleaned up. Now, uh, if it had been me, I'd say, Boy, go take you a shower, and, and then I'll meet you at the whatever. But no, no, grace. Grace runs. It's, it's all out of order. Grace runs out there and kisses him. And, and the idea is it's just repeatedly. That's what I want you to hear this morning. That's God. That's his grace. That's his, that's his revelation of grace. It, it, it comes and it's all, it don't matter the order. It don't matter. Man, it's just grace. And he comes and, 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 and he, it's how I got saved. It really is. I went kind of like this. I didn't even know this story yet. I had never read any of the Bible when I got saved. And I come out around the corner of that. And I didn't know really what to expect. I just was wanting to be kind of like this. Just let me be something meek and meager and just help me. Have a little better life. I've been a, such a wretch, and and, and he ran. I did, he ran and kissed all over me. Yeah. Fell, fell on me. I still smelt like Saturday night. So I still smelt like Saturday night. Some of you don't maybe know what that is, but a lot of times we get up on Sunday morning from that life and we still smell a whole lot like Saturday night. And he still kissed all over. This guy, he still smelt like yesterday. He still smelt like last night. And his, his father, his father didn't care. He ran. He didn't care what he, what he smelt like. He didn't care what he looked like. I, I will say this. Can I say this? Now, now I want to say this. Great grace don't condone it. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to preach that. I think you know me that well. Grace don't condone Saturday night. But grace will forgive it. I want you to get that. Amen. There's no way. No way will I ever, you ever hear me saying grace condoned it. No, 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 no. The grace will forgive it all. It'll forgive it all. Right still with the smell. Right still with it. And, and, and I love this. I love this. I love this about this. He tells them to bring out all this stuff. But this is what blows my mind. This is how crazy grace is. This is how out of order. This is how reckless it is. There's no, like no probation period. I mean, you're going to put the best robe on him now. He just sold the other one. And the ring. You're going to put another. He just sold the other ring. And shoes. What? The reason he ain't got none now. Let me get back up there. Excuse me. No probation period. 
Grace don't have no probation period. Grace don't have no probation period. No trial. No, well, let's see how this works out. Let's give him a little. Now he brings the best. Crazy grace. I want you to know this morning, if you're sitting there this morning, he'll give you the best this morning. No probation. No, let's see how this goes in a week. No, let's see. Let's see how this works out. Let's see if they can kick this. Let's see if they can do better. Let's see if they can get rid of this problem. Let's just see. No. Oh. No, sir. A lot of us in here this morning, we wouldn't be here if it had been a probation period. Come on, don't you get legalistic on me and get holy on me now. I said, oh, I said, I said if it had been probation, we would have done been revoked and we'd be back in the slam. Well, you're good, but you ain't been good enough. No probation. No, let's see. So he, so he tries to pray. He tries to, he tries to fulfill. See, that's really, I didn't even know what, didn't know how, but I had thought, I, I'm just going to go to the altar. I'm going to tell the Lord, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'd been trying to pick up what was going on. I'm sorry. I need you in my heart. I need to be saved. I'm going to hell without you. I'm a wretch. I'm miserable. I, I had all this stuff, and I was kind of like this young man. I don't think I got to say any of it. I turned the corner and I just got overwhelmed by grace. He was going to try to tell him. He, he, he starts out, I, Father, I, and before he could even go, he said, Hold it, hold it, bring the best robe. Bring the ring. He ain't even got to repent yet. He ain't even got to say a good prayer yet. He ain't got to ask for this or do that. No, no. Bring the robe and bring the ring. Bring shoes. I love that part about the shoes. That's powerful if you read a lot of scripture. Because here's what I know about the shoes. I know under the law, Moses had to take his off to stand in his holiness. Under the law, Moses wasn't righteous enough. He said, take your shoes off, Moses. This ground is holy. But here's a man from Saturday night. He said, put shoes on him. Put some shoes on him. Because he's righteous. Bring the robe. It's the best robe. It's Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ's robe. And, when, and, then, and putting the robe. Hey! By putting the robe on him, he was re receiving imputed righteousness. Because he now was believing in this work of Jesus Christ. That's why he could put shoes on him. If he hadn't got the robe, he could have never put shoes on him. 
when he got the rope, she got Good, glory to God. I might just swell up and blow rough right here. Grace is crazy. Put the, putting the ring, symbol of his spirit. He's getting it all. He, he got the spirit, getting the spirit. Getting it all. Crazy grace. I prayed for a lady one time. Never forget it. Heathen lady. I can't go into much description. Somebody might recognize her. Heathen lady, though. Lady, lady that some of y'all wouldn't even run around with. I prayed for her, though. She, she come in despair. She come miserable. She come broke down. I prayed for that lady. I, it was like this story. I couldn't even lead her. Holy Ghost fell on that lady. Before I could even ask her to do all the things I thought she needed to do. I'm like, hold on. Holy Ghost done fell. And that same lady done went to speaking in tongues before I could even begin to lead her in any religious prayer. And I'm like, all right then. You got it. Got the ring, got the robe, got shoes. Crazy grace. Crazy grace. So crazy. Crazy grace. I love it. I love it. Amen. Wouldn't even let him finish. You know what? I'm, I just feel this in Maybe this morning. Maybe this morning grace don't even want me to finish this message. I got to close them. Maybe grace just wants me to stop right here. So it can be crazy. Maybe grace just wants me to hold up right here. And it stir. And it stir memories. You realize this, this is not who I am. It stir hope. There is bread enough. There is. Mr. Resolution, I will go to my father. Maybe, maybe this morning, yeah, come on, come on, I just feel it. Maybe this morning, maybe this morning, Grace would just have me stop right here and not even finish and allow you to get up out of your seat this morning and come to this altar for the crazy, the reckless, the out of order Grace that I'm talking about.